yesterday, uh, Bishop Malloy, he uh, ordained uh, three young men uh, for our diocese to the priesthood. So uh, they had their uh, ordination mass yesterday. Today's their, their first mass in their home parishes. Uh, it's a, a great thing to be able to celebrate your first mass, but even better when you get to celebrate it uh, on the feast of the Eucharist on Corpus Christi. So uh, they're out there, uh, they're out there, various parishes doing that today. Um, and something Bishop said uh, regarding uh, the priesthood, uh, he said that uh, not just to the priests, but the people as well, uh, that we are a reservoir. Uh, and our reservoir has to be filled in order for it to, to function. Uh, a reservoir holds something and then that it, it allows it to uh, flow somewhere else, a channel, if you will. So we're also a channel. But we have to be a reservoir first. We have to be filled up and filled up with grace, right? That's our job, to be open to the life of grace so that we can be a river, a channel uh, of grace uh, to our people, to the people that we're called to serve, like our families, our kids, our spouses, what have you. It's important. And the Eucharist is one of the things that uh, sustains us in this, right? The, the life of the church, the, the sacramental life, and most principally the Eucharist, the source and summit of our spiritual uh, life, right? So we have to do this. And, and that means that we have a job to do. Uh, I think it's, it's easy for us to think, well, uh, I go to Mass and that's enough. Father takes care of everything else. He prays for us so that we can be happy and holy. And, and that's true, we do that. Um, we love doing that. That's what we're here for, to say Mass and give you the Eucharist and the sacraments. But you've got a job too. It doesn't just, uh, it isn't just about this moment, uh, these uh, 45, 50 minutes that we have every Sunday together. It's what you're going to do with the rest of the week with it. Uh, we, you've got, you come here to get your reservoir filled. Now you've got to go out and, and uh, give away that which you've got. Well, you can't give what you don't have. Right? And if you don't give it away, you aren't going to have anything. So there it is. A beautiful uh, uh, logic inherent in our spiritual life. So my encouragement, uh, it starts here, doesn't end here. And, and so let's talk about that a little bit on this feast of, of Corpus Christi. We can do that by starting with uh, that first reading, which is interesting, Moses. As the mediator between God and the people, uh, they were at Sinai and they sinned, they lost grace, they, 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 they lost uh, God's favor, uh, but God still loves them and is gonna get them home and get them back in the family. And so he does this uh, weird thing. Uh, he has uh, Moses build these 12 pillars for the 12 tribes, that's the nation. So the whole nation is gathered there around this altar. There's an altar that Moses puts up. And what does he do with it? He makes a sacrifice. And he kills the sacrifice. Why? Because there's sin involved. Wherever there's sin, there's death. Wages of sin is death, Paul says. So uh, there, there has to be a death. So the death of the animal to expiate uh, or mark time for or to atone for uh, the sins of the people. The animal takes the place. And then Moses does this crazy thing. He takes the blood from the animal, this huge bullock that he slaughters, guts it, and there's blood everywhere. He collects the blood, and he sprinkles it on the altar, and he sprinkles it on the people. And what's that about? Imagine, like, you know, the, that little holy water bucket I've got? Sometimes I walk around with it, and I sprinkle you with it. Wouldn't that be great if there was, like, blood in there? That would be fantastic. Uh, but we don't do that. 
because we have baptism. Where did baptism come from? The blood of Christ, the blood and water that flow from the side of Jesus. So wherever there's sin, there's, there's blood. Wherever there's sin, there's death. Wherever there's sin, there's a victim. We're supposed to be the victim, but God steps in and says, here's the animal. But what is that? So the blood symbolizes the sin and the death and the sacrifice to, to expiate, but it also symbolizes family. That like you're, you're related to each other, some of you, your family, and you share, you share common blood. So what God is doing by having the blood put on, on the altar, which symbolizes him, and on the people, which symbolizes uh, the people, is that he's bringing the people together in a blood relationship. He's bringing them back in the family. We're related. But in this case, what God is doing is relating us by grace. As we share in not the blood of an animal, but the blood of Christ, our brother, who makes us his brothers and sisters and God our Father. He brings us back in the family because we got kicked out because of sin. So there's a victim, there's death, there's the altar, there's blood, and there's the family. That's what we celebrate today in this Feast of Corpus Christi because, you know, think about all those animals that Israel killed over the centuries uh, when God had told them they had to make animal sacrifices. Think of the millions of animals that got gutted and cut open and all the oceans of blood that poured out over Israel. Not one drop of that blood, not one of those animals could take away one sin of Israel. Just mark time as they waited for the more perfect sacrifice and the more perfect victim to come. Not one drop. We needed something better. We needed God to actually step in and be the victim. Which is what God does. In Hebrews, it kind of tells us what goes on at Mass, at the Eucharist. When we celebrate uh, this Mass, when uh, this sacrifice is offered, because there's sin, there has to be a sacrifice. But there's only one sacrifice, and it's Calvary. But Jesus gives us this, not as a new sacrifice, not as another crucifixion, but rather an unbloody participation in the act of Calvary. So when we celebrate Mass, Calvary is present on this altar. The sacrifice of the, of the victim on this altar. The blood of this victim on this altar because there's sin and we need to be in the family. So he gives us his blood on the altar, on us, so that we can once again share blood together and be relatives and be members of the family and receive our inheritance. And as Paul, as, as, uh, Paul says in Hebrews, when Jesus offers himself as the perfect victim, he goes beyond the veil. Remember the temple veil was torn? At the moment of death, the veil was torn. Why? Because there's no more separation between God and the people. We're back in the family. So we go beyond the veil. How? Jesus takes us in his flesh beyond the veil into heaven, into the Father's house at every Mass. We go into heaven, our flesh. And then we get to receive that gift that we gave to God, God gives to us to receive in our own bodies. So the, the blood, the victim, that atones for the sin. Remember, not an ocean of, of, not a drop of the oceans of blood that was spilled by Israel could, could take away sin. But one drop of the blood of Christ expiates and atones and takes away the sins of the whole world for all time. One drop, this altar, this mass. 
That blood, we go into the sanctuary, we go into, go into heaven, we receive it, we receive that body, blood, soul, divinity into our own bodies, and now we're members of the family. We're blood brothers and sisters, we're relatives, we're friends. We're children of the inheritance. We're back in the, we're back in the game. We're back in the house. That's what Mass does. It's pretty awesome. And so when Jesus is offering this sacrifice of Passover, he's taking what Moses did and fulfilling it. He's taking what Moses did and making it about himself. He's taking Moses, who was a mediator between God and man, and he's becoming the perfect mediator that brings us back into God's own family, into God's own life, by his own blood. Got to be a reservoir. We got to be filled up. We're filled up with the blood of Christ. We're filled up with his life. And because it's him, it's, it's abundant, it's extravagant, it's overwhelming, it's overflowing in us, into the lives of the people he calls us to serve. It's not my job, it's yours. I'm not here to do your job. I'm here to give you the grace so that you can go out and live your own vocations. We're all called to participate in the priesthood of the baptized. My priesthood is a ministerial priesthood to stand here as Christ, to offer the one unbloodied sacrifice of the Mass, to give you that which you need to fill up your reservoir so now you can go and let that go into the lives of your wife, your husband, your kids, your family, your friends, the people in your life that need to see Jesus in you. We're all members of one family. We're all related. So we all got to carry our own weight in the family. Amen? Yeah, there it is, brothers and sisters. So, three new priests for our diocese, Nate next year, praise God, and, and that's just the beginning. That's just this, and this is everything, but so are we are uh, participating in this, so we can do everything ourselves. Too much is given, much is expected. Uh, here's something John Paul said. Long, many years ago, Pope, uh, Pope St. John Paul uh, II, he said, uh, to some priests, but it applies to all of us. Uh, never stop rejoicing until the evening of your life. Never lose the joy you first experienced when you realized that you were being called by God. Never lose the happiness that you experienced that first time you were called by God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Happy are we who are called to His Son.